0: Hello everyone, how are we all doing? Welcome back to another podcast on the 1881 Club YouTube channel. Today I'm joined with Luke. Luke, how are you, mate? Good, mate. Yeah? How are you? Yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. Um, two days before my birthday now, so absolutely buzzing about that. Um, obviously, we've had news today that Cisco Munoz has been sacked, which we'll get onto uh, at some point during this podcast. But first, well, I wanted to well jump straight in and talk about um, Leeds away. I know, first, I just want to say that me and Luke didn't watch the game for different reasons. I was at Eastley versus Boron which ended 1-1. Decent game to be fair. Good point for Eastley. Um considering Boronwood are in the playoff zone. But let's not talk about that way to talk about Watford. Luke, leads away, we've seen the highlights, um, we've seen Twitter. It didn't look like good showing, did it? Um just talk me through what you made. Talk what? me through what you made of it.
1: <sighs> That's actually the best way I can sum it up like. it's just speechless. Mm. The, the highlights showed us to be lethargic, mistake-proven, just a shambles really. Like, yeah. we didn't look organised and the one thing we needed to do against Leeds was be organised. Like, the way they set up, the way they play, they, they targeted our right side, which isn't normally... What they usually go for Rafinha down there right, our left. They, from what I've seen, they looked out like they were going towards Kiko and um, Truste-Kong down that side. Because yeah. they knew how attack they scouted us really well. I think Kiko Femeni, obviously a very attacking fullback. I think what they've done is they've tried to almost pick apart what we're weak at, and they've exploited it perfectly. And we yeah. haven't adapted or changed our tactics or anything, mm. which has just meant we've um, we looked very very weak, and we look like a championship side again. Well, we did, and it was against a team that you know hadn't won again. Hadn't won season. all season, and it's
0: such a Watford thing to a t- for a team who hasn't won all season to then come and play Watford. And beat us. It's just so Watford. Um, and to be fair, Luke,
1: it, it could have been more, couldn't it? Should have. It not even could, have, it should have been more. Like the last minutes of the game, they're like, what did they do? They had a free kick in the box it was fumbled, so they had a shot off the line, then they hit the bar, they had it rounded the keeper, put it inside netting. That's two chances already, maybe even three technically, but two goals scoring opportunities straight away. Uh, the Cabocello decision, I know a lot of people said it should have been a goal, it's not, it's, it's a foul. From the angle facing the goal, it shows that Cabaselli is pulling him down. I
0: was going to, I was going to talk about that goal um, coming up next, and it, it sort of, like you said, it, first glance it looks a bit harsh that it was disallowed. Um, but then, like you say, with the angle that we just we just watched the highlights just before we we started recording, and from the view where you can see the box and the goal and all that stuff, you look at it a couple of times, and it does look like a bit of a foul. And I know that if. That had been done to us, we'd be appealing for a foul.
1: So exactly. it, it spins, in, it spins in circles, swings and roundabouts, isn't it? It's just the way supporting Watford goes. But no, we need to, we need to improve, we need to change things mm-hmm. for Liverpool. Um, I'm cheating myself for that game because we know how good they are. We know their threats are just ah. Oh, we, we saw what Brentford could do against them. We need to do something like that. We need to just yeah. hit, the, hit them quickly. And um, obviously depending on other circumstances yeah. that have happened and that are to be announced today. Yeah, yeah. We well, can... I,
0: know, I know you've obviously... It, speaking of Cisco, I just want to touch on him just before we actually delve into him fully. Um, I know... Uh, so there's a, there's a journalist who works for Obser- uh, Watford Observer, uh, Ryan Gray, and he was, he was basically, he posted a tweet on Twitter saying that he'd asked Cisco about, um, about the tactics and stuff and all that about how he was going to cope with Leeds. And according to Ryan, he went on, Cisco went on to then talk about everything that Leeds were going to do and how Leeds were going to play with intensity. They're going to do this, they're going to do that. But then actually didn't mention how he planned on stopping them, which is obviously for somebody I obviously I don't know what exactly was said what was said it could have been a case of him not wanting to give away what he was going to do or how he was going to cope with it um, or it could have been a case that he just didn't really know so it's one of those I can't really say for sure um, but it's 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 one of those where it doesn't look great but the, yeah well I and, and for some, and for somebody who does journalism a lot not me Ryan Ryan Gray from Watford Observer he will know the difference I think between not saying because you don't want to give too much away, because you could still say things like, you know, we plan to be aggressive, we plan to go straight at them from, from the start. You can say things like that, because every football club does, do you know what I mean? Um, plan to go from the start and stuff. So it's one of those where he could, have, he could have said something, and obviously Ryan, the way he saw it, is that it was quite concerning.
1: Yeah, well, the fact that he said that he knows how they're going to play and then hasn't alluded in any way to how they would be stopped, it was unsettling reading it and then even more unsettling you know I caught glimpses mm. of like a stream or something I watched like 5 minutes on a stream as well and it was just it was it was sad to see that we had n- no intensity at all in the, in the midfield I mean I thought Tufan was good I've seen what people have been saying about him and that he was um one of the few driving forces I've seen one of the graphics that Orns uh, puts where it's every player's average position. Mm. And it looks like Sissoko and Kutsuka are playing as centre backs. Um, and then two fans up front basically, which a massive gaping hole in the centre circle almost, where we've got no one there. And it just it highlights how our tactical, how tactically inept we've been since the villa game. We've been so this we've been so samey, we haven't actually adapted it at all to the team we've been playing. We've gone into this with a championship mentality against teams we know we can't beat conventionally. We have to do things in an unconventional manner to get the points in this league because we're not good enough yet. Because we've just come up. It's not like we're fucking Leicester City who have some world-class players, some good players, and then some players that are performing better than they should be and um, can play to those more advanced tactics, they can adapt their game to different teams and conventionally, possession-based or counter-attacking-based, beat another team. We're not at that level yet and we've never really been at that level apart from the Javi Gracia season, where we were at that level, we were able to beat the teams around us in a conventional fashion and almost work harder to win games. Now, we haven't been able to do that at all and Teams that shouldn't really be able to outwork us have outworked us. It It's degrading and it's almost, it does show that the events of today have been the right call, you know. Getting rid of your is the right thing to do. Yeah, well, we'll touch on that in a bit. You've given me names. I sort of have an idea of what
0: you're going to go and say. So uh, the first player we've got on our list is Ben Foster. Talk to me about Ben.
1: <sighs> past it. Literally past it. At this point, like, as much as... Was it last season, I on Twitter, I was very vocal about <laughs> Daniel Backman yeah. and annoyed a large part of a different fan base in my views of him. But I didn't have much to go off of with that argument. And I obviously had a lot of background knowledge on Foster. We've seen him play for two seasons already. He'd bailed us out. And in the Championship, a bit shaky, obviously, but for the most part had done really well to solidify his place. Mm. Whereas Backman had had Oxford United, where, yeah, he did well in the penalty shootout. And because he did three to Newport, and that was it. That's all we had to go off. Hmm. So it was almost like, well, people campaigning for him to start haven't really seen enough of him yet. And the only other game we could go off of was Tranmere. And we lost... We drew 3-0 from a 3-0 position. And then lost 1-0 or 2-1 I'll in the second I can not what this was, but obviously... Like, it stuff. was... They were a League 2 club at the time, or League 1 going down to League 2 at the time that season. Like, it was... Oh, he didn't look good and he proved me massively wrong, brilliant keeper last season um, and I've admitted on Twitter that I was wrong by the way, just shut it. <laughs> um, and then this season he's come in against Villa because he did a wonder one goal and a penalty Brighton was sold short by his defence once, and then it was a literally inch-perfect header from Shane Duffy. Tottenham, you could argue it was his fault. Tottenham is his fault. I'm yeah, not I, going two about it. I was going to try, try and no, no, no sugar charge. it up, but You can't sugar fault. up. It's in his six-yard box. He should be coming out for it regardless. Yeah. Should be better communication with defence, so you can give him a little bit of leeway, well, but he should be coming out well, to claim it. That's the mentality Being a the goalkeeper, should have. You get taught it at Sunday. I think I said it in my vlog.
0: something. Yeah, I did say it in my vlog. Being a goalkeeper, even at Sunday League level, which is probably the highest I got to, you you get taught that you know when the ball comes into the box like that, you go for it. If then a player, if it's in that area of uncertainty, you come and get it. If then a player gets a touch on it and diverts it in, that's no longer your fault. But at the moment, because obviously you had no time to react to that. But as it stood where
1: the situation was, he should have come for that and claimed that. Just so. come home. out, it's in your six yard box. Like that's the rule. If it's in your 18 yard box, there's leeway, you can call it or not. Yeah, yeah. That's your judgment. In your six yard box, the rule should be just go for it. But, on
0: moving on from his
1: mistake, carry on for so the with, rest of the games. But then with like Foster, for example, yeah. obviously he does come out and claim it, but he drops them all the time. He, He comes out, he's got balls, right, and I rate it, he'll come out and claim it, and 80 out of 100% of the time, out of 5 chances, 4 of them he'll claim, but the one he dropped, Mm. heart's in my mouth, like everything's just gone somewhere it shouldn't go, like hits in your hands, like oh my god, like they hit the bar from that chance, He's flapping about at it. Like, he's scrappy now. And he's... How old is he? 38, 36, 39? I think he's 36. I might be wrong, though. I'm not sure how old he is. You, know, you lot will fucking find it, won't you? <laughs> you lot. But you know how he's... he's it's in his last year of his contract. I don't think he should... Once Batman's fit, I actually don't think he should be in contention at all. I think we should be looking either to buy a new keeper in January or With- buying one well in the summer or recalling Dalberg. Right, I was gonna ask you, when
0: you say buy a new
1: keeper, is this a new first team goalkeeper or Batman and then a new backup keeper? I think they should be on the same level as Batman. I think we should bring in a keeper that is as good as him. So there's competition, they'll both be competing for first team status and they know if they have a bad game, the other one can come in. It's almost it's almost what Foster and Batman was last season, where whoever's playing well keeps their spot because they were both as good as each other, we just need a younger version, as hungry as Backman was last season. And I I know how he still is. He he was very hungry to get his position.
0: Well, that's the thing, and he's only, well, I say only just got it, he has only just got it, do you know what I mean? So, he is still hungry and he still wants to keep that position, and he's not stupid, you know, he he knows that if, obviously this time isn't due to his fault, he's, he's injured or whatever, but he's not stupid, he knows that if he has a bad game or a couple of bad games he will be dropped so he's still hungry for that and I can see you know it means a lot to him and I'm not saying it doesn't mean a lot to Foster but Foster's at that age now where mistakes are more likely to happen um coming towards the end of your career um I know he's talked that this will be his last season and he'll be looking to move to the MLS for a year before I believe moving to hashtag United which you know fair play to him but I think like you say new goalkeeper um maybe needed and I agree with you on that Next player you want to
1: talk about was Kiko Femenia. Right, this is gonna piss a lot of you lot off. It might not, but I know a lot of people from last season did love him. Of course, I'm a I'm I've never been the biggest fan of Kiko. I'm gonna be completely really honest, never. Wow. Um, because in when did he come in? 2017. We had Darryl Yanma out of the club, who I've absolutely loved forever. Ever since he joined us, I thought he's actually a, he's a really good right back. He's so underrated. And the relegation season especially proved to me just how weak Kiko was. Because every time we would struggle, we'd always be down that right side. And I had the same fears in the Championship, and he was sort of able to eradicate them. He was much better in the Championship. And I always thought that wasn't actually an improvement, that was just the dropping down of level. I thought that the fact that we'd just gone down the division, it proves how good he can be defensively. But he's not good enough defensively in the Premier League. Whereas Ngakia is. In the Caraba- I know it's the Cup, alright? But in the Carabao Cup, he pocketed Zaha for 60 minutes. And when Triore was on the left side against Wolves, they actually had to shift him to the right-hand side, away from Ngakia. He was that good. And then he got dropped. He had two games that were br- he was brilliant in. I think also against Spurs he might have been good, but I wasn't he, he sure. was He was good against Spurs. He was good against Spurs. And it's.
0: It's silly because I was giving him a lot of a lot of stick before he came on. Um, I, I take that all back. He, he's been good in the games I've seen him in. He's been brilliant all season. Could you
1: try again? Oh, cheers, Siri. Carry on. He's been he's been good all see all of the time he was in the championship. He was brilliant, mm. but when um, when Kiko got the right back spot, he just came in and kept it because he was phenomenal. He was better than Ngakia last season. But Ngakia showed he was better defensively even if he's not as good going forward. But then we've got Sar going forward already on that side. It's like you don't need someone as good as Saar going forward going forward if we have him going forward, if that makes sense. Like he's If you've got someone of the quality of Saar going forward, you don't
0: need somebody to to help him because yeah. he's that good alone that he can do himself. I know yeah, what you're saying, exactly. say,
1: but but that Kiko link, uh, Kiko link up has just been phenomenal, hasn't he's it? thirty. he's, he's been phenomenal. Phenomenal. But he's thirty, and we can't keep overcommitting men forward. We had that no, problem. In the Premier League. Yeah, exactly. We've had that problem with Messina. Danny Rose doesn't do that. He's a very level-headed individual, and he knows when to get forward, when to stick back, and we're so much more solid on that right-hand side mm. against. On our left, as opposed to our right now, because Kiko commits forward, meaning a midfielder has to drop back, meaning we're less involved in the middle of the park, and it's it's a it's a domino effect. We're much less yeah. We if we have Lingakia, we're allowed more midfield stability in in the three that Ishko did play, and we're allowed to almost create more in the middle of the park where we haven't been doing anything at all, as opposed to the. Focusing everything down the right side. As soon as that's shut off, we've got nothing because that's the only tactic we seem to have. Cross the ball in from the right-hand side, hoping King or Dennis gets their head on it. And if not, it'll rebound to side and just hammer it home. That literally seemed to be our tactic for ages and just lump it forward from the center back. We, we skipped out the midfield entirely. Yeah, well I was going to say, talk to me about Danny Rose because he's an expert. I love know? him so much. Don't we all? Don't we all Watford fans? Literally, he's amazing. So, on a free transfer, he's brilliant. He's it, proven to be absolutely incredible business. Talk about back for your buck. He's, he's Literally, the Literally, in for a penny and for a pound with Danny Rose. We were in for him because we know how good he can be. You know, a Champions League finalist, World Cup semi-finalist with England and Spurs. Uh, the summer and then the season after, he got back-to-back. Back. You know, it was imperative in their run to the final. Obviously, he didn't win the final, but he was very good up until that point. Yeah. Shut out under Mourinho, which... You know, to be fair, a lot of players are. And yeah. you wouldn't, you usually disagree with what Mourinho did. <laughs> and then he was just let go at the end of the season. Like, it was very strange to see him released. And when Watford got him, I was very happy. Because one, it gave Messina proper competition, not Akraf fucking Lazar, who was a shambles. Um, and it also meant that if Messina got injured, for example, he deserved, like Kiko, he was very good in the championship and deserved to start. But as soon as we knew he wasn't good enough, Danny Rose came in and has been brilliant ever since he's... Like, he goes for 50-50s. He's not the tallest guy, but he'll compete for headers. Even if he loses out, he can track back. Good one-on-one defender. Good... Zonal defender. He knows when to good step Good distribution in. as well. Good distributor. He's one of the best passers I've actually seen in a Watford shirt. It, yeah. Like a bit of Kapu in the way he can just switch the play. Yes yeah, he does very well. At very good the at player. that. And he's got, I think he's going to have a good link up with Dennis this season. And Kucho when he eventually gets back in the fold. I think those three players between them are going to have a very good dynamic down that left side. Yeah. yeah. Ken Semmer is next on the list. Um, what do you make of his performance? It's out. Just in general, just... King Kenra, I love you, or I loved you as a wing back. We don't play with a five-back anymore, and he's so one-dimensional now, and he has been the whole time. He's just not up to the standard of the Premier League. And if we if we're serious about staying here with Joao Pedro and Cucho on the bench every week, at least already, and we bring Ken Semmer on for 45 minutes, like it's he doesn't shoot, he doesn't he runs at defenses and causes him some issues. But, you know, he did that against Norwich. And it, I am not know what for fans saying this, but it's Norwich. Like, they're one point from seven games. Norwich are struggling,
0: yeah.
1: Not getting a foothold in any games. And we still... Like, he. It's baffling how he wasn't even very good against Villa. Yeah. Like, Matt, like, the shitty Jack Greenish had him in his pocket. Like, the Jack Greenish one a bit had him in his pocket. Matty Cash just had him in his pocket for... I think all of ninety minutes he was on the pitch for. Yeah, I can't remember, but you don't remember him not doing much in that game. No, he's not done anything this season to impress me and for half of last season he didn't do much either on the wing. Like it yeah. was all we all did our play down the right hand side. It wasn't like we um suddenly just kept like it wasn't with LFA LFA where we could have either flank, caused both full backs problems to the point where we could have the overlap as well, because our midfield was so strong. It wasn't like that. We could only go down the right hand side because Sema's not as good anymore. As soon as Dennis or Kucho's on the pitch, or even Joao, it opens up the ability to use both sides. To use both sides, which means firstly, Sa doesn't have to walk half the time because he's knackered because he's been doing all the work. And secondly, it gives more players more freedom on the sides and it allows Josh Team to be in the middle or even running down the left, picking up the ball, running with it. It's just. Having Semra on the pitch means we play with ten men instead of eleven. That's fair, fair. Like, because he's not utilized as well as he can utilized. be. Not, not with the formation that like we were playing under Cisco Munoz. Mm-hmm. Um, last player you put on there, Peter Atiba, Talk to me. I love Atiba, or Atiba, however you say his name? I love him to bits. It's such as soon as we I saw that four to five month injury, I actually put my phone on the table and like face down. I I didn't want to actually look at Twitter anymore for a while. Yeah. Like. It's a it's a huge loss. It's such a big loss, and it's not even the fact that yes, when he wasn't playing, people are saying, "Well, we were doing fine. We beat Norwich." Hold well on. Beating Norwich isn't. All but one team have done that this season. Like Burnley drew nil nil to them and missed two sitters.
0: Yeah. It's it's one of those, and it, it will be a huge loss for uh, for us. Um, and obviously, like you say, we you didn't play against Leeds, but and it's hard to say would have could have if this has happened if that had happened, but you can't help but feel like it would have made some difference. Not, not, not saying that we, we would have won the game or even drawn the game, but you just feel like it would have had some difference in that midfield just having him in. So four to 5 months injury is quite, well, it is a hefty loss. And it's, it's, it's the, is it the majority? It is definitely the majority. How, how far does that take us? Five, it's five September. months? September. It, so it's if October it, if now, it's... November, December, January, February, March, March, two months away from the end of the season. So it doesn't give us much time. And by that time, You'll have to bear in mind he hasn't been playing football for four or five months. He's and not match what, fit. And um, what else it does. So technically, the way I see it,
1: he's out for the rest of the season. And, and he's on loan. And he's on loan. Yeah, that's the thing. Like the obligation, or the I think there's an obligation mm. if we stay up. And as as good as he has been, a torn quad is a bad injury to get. You don't know how your legs are going to feel. And how much that will affect you mentally, not just physically. Mentally and physically, but also. How good is he gonna be? Like when you when you come back from an injury, it takes a long time it took de- like obviously we're talking in Italy, but it took Deleveo a season to get back to his best in Italy. Yeah. Um uh, I think it took Dean oh, I don't know, Dini from his knee injury never fully recovered. He never fully last. recovered. I don't even think he's still recovered, so he's still walking um, around I'm with it. I'm trying his... to think who else it what got? was it called hob knees or something. Something like that. I'm trying to work out who else. I got a bad injury and it took a while for them to get back to their best Shalabot. That's the one. Salah got Shallow, that yeah. in sh- shattered kneecap, didn't he? He was out for the whole season. Yeah. And it took him a year to get back into it. And only once he got back into the fold. We started to see... We'd been through four managers at that point. Pearson was in and he gave him a fair crack. And he was really good under Pearson.
0: Yeah.
1: It, it's Like you say, it's one of those, especially with him having an injury now. Do
0: you... Do you... Because I believe there's a clause to buy him. Obligation. Should... We, stay oh, obligation. Buy him. Okay. we stay up it's an obligation.
1: We stay we buy him. We go down. <sighs> we have the option to be. He won't join us if we stay down if we go back down. Well you don't know that because with the injury, you don't know. He was at Stoke. Yeah. He in was the at the Championship and he went, he literally tried everything to force a move. He went to Galatasaray on loan a year, exactly. and then came to us so on loan. Got, So I think he would, I think, I think if we wanted
0: him, if we went down, I know it's quite early to be talking about that, but if we went down, I think he would
1: stay. I don't think he would. I just, well I, no, um, it's the fact that I'm I'm past the point of thinking just because they're here now doesn't mean they'll be here forever. We thought that with Will Hughes, no, if go exactly, up and stay. That is true. It's not that I just think that the weight. I think the wave drop will be too much from the Championship to the Premier League, and I think because of the way footballers are nowadays, if they're not a supporter of the club, they'll be as loyal as they can be, or if they don't get along with the manager. Well, that's but, the thing, and I don't know one if Atiba will get along with the next guy, or if um, the next guy will even favour him if we go down, or if there's, you know, it's Watford, if there's a new guy when we go down, da- if we go down, yeah. the way it's so many different factors, that five month is so poorly time because we've got our November death run, the Christmas death run, which is so many games back to back, like Dan Gosling's going to get Premier League football because of it now, and it's just, it's, my brain is frazzling at the thought of it, and I just, Got, right, forget about if we went down. If we
0: stay up and we have the obligation to buy him, we don't like you say we don't know how good he'll be. So it's difficult to judge off that injury.
1: Oh, but uh, I'd love him if he stayed permanently. That's a, the, dif- oh, I, the I, other I, side to the coin is if we stay up. I'd love it if he stayed permanently. Yeah. Because that way we have definitely got the depth as opposed to maybe having the depth. Yeah, yeah. And we don't then don't have to spend money on someone that isn't tested because we've already technically tested him because he's already played this season and looked really good. Yeah. So it's it's a less risky option the injury might hamper him, but we can now see how lo- loser plays. We can see more how, we can get more out of Sissoko, because there's a guarantee there that he can get into the team more. fan, there's a spot open for him that he obviously took against Leeds and looked really good. Mm. Um, like, cleverly, obviously, is 30-31 now, but he's still got a role to play, he's club captain. Like, yeah. there's, there's an opportunity there for him. Kutcha's thirty-four now, so he's nearing the end anyway. But if he can show any sort of tenacity like he did against Villa, we might be alright without Atibo. But yeah. right now, I'm worried. Right I'm, now, I'm, I'm really worried, worried, well. worried without him.
0: Right, Leeds done. Leeds done. Move on. Sisbemunoz. He's been. It's been announced that he's been sacked. Is it sacked by the club? Yeah, it's been sacked by the club. We are, I presume sacked. It could have just been he left, but I I'm going to go with sacked. I'm going to go with sacked because. One, is Watford, and two, is what we've been told, I believe. Yeah, that's how they worded it. Um, yeah, it's... Right, it's heartbreaking, it is. Is it the right decision? Yes. Does it hurt? Yes. Did he follow me on Instagram? Yes. So it hurts, and it hurts. And his likability compared to somebody like, like Vladimir Ivic, I loved Cisco Munoz. I couldn't feel any attachment to Vladimir Ivic, so when he left, it was sort of like... Okay, I don't really care to be honest and it was based on the results and stuff it's probably right that he did but Cisco Munoz he came in bearing in mind the majority of his tenure at the club there were no fans, fans could, weren't in the ground so the fact that he's managed to keep that connection with the fans through all that, through the you know fans not being able to be there is quite impressive isn't it and I think a lot of it has been done by social media but you know it's more than I think we've seen most managers do um, so hats off to him for
1: doing that was it the right decision yes Luke I'm obviously I'm I'm not heartbroken I'm sad that he's gone Um, because I do like this guy I think there was something at the start with him like you could see at the start of eventually when he came in you know beat Norwich straight away which as we've proven since isn't too difficult but he did beat them. Yeah. And then against Villa you could see what he wanted to do. Like if we got that performance in half of the games we've played since we'd be in a much better position. Like the way he had his attack, you know, Dennis saw swapping constantly, Curtis's intensity, Abo being the rock, cleverly being the link between the midfield and attack. You know, even it was Cathcart Carter right back and he was getting torn apart but if that was Ngakia you know, we would have defensive stability. Again Messina was a little bit dodgy there so if that yeah. was Danny Rose, you know what you're getting out of him. It was Cabaselli and Trus Kong. again you know what you're getting with those two, a nice blend. You get that with Sierra Alta as well, you get the nice blend. All three complement each other really well and then Backman and to sort of sweep up if they make a mistake because so you play a bit of a lower line. You could see what you wanted to do but in six games there's been no tactics whatsoever.
0: Mm.
1: I was of the um, opinion that no matter, obviously he's changed now, one, because he's gone, but two, the lead game was so bad and Newcastle, before that was so bad that my view changed like that. But I was in the, initially, and up until the Newcastle defeat, was of the view that no matter how badly or how good we play this season, we should stick with Munoz until the end of next season. And the reason is because of how fresh he is and that he can learn and develop tactics on the job But we needed to see some sort of improvement. Mm. We've seen fuck all in terms of change. Yeah. There's been no change, there's been nothing. And the fact that we haven't been able to do anything about it, like our tactics seem bog-standard the same no matter who we play, whether it's Marcelo Bielsa, uh, Bruno Large, Graham Potter or Steve Bruce, playing the exact same brand of football, the exact same lethargic sideways and hoof style of football that we became accustomed to in the Championship. And it was just... <laughs> it got to the point where a change needed to happen. Right? He backed himself into a corner and obviously at the moment isn't good enough to do it. I think he'll become a good manager in the future. I he just expect. needs the right job. And obviously Watford isn't the right job. Well, it was it was in the Championship. I think that gave
0: him the experience and gave him the platform to shine, because he shined in the championship. He did very, very well. Um and you know, comparing they came from the Georgian Georgian League of Football. Um imagine being Cisco mean, I always thought about it like this. Imagine you are Cisco Munology, you're managing in the Georgian League. No disrespect, but nobody knows who you are in England. Um you get a massive you get a call from Gino Pozzo saying, Oh come over and manage Watford. You'll one, you'll take that in a heartbeat because you know that if you do well like he has done, his name's out there in English football. I think I wouldn't be surprised if another English team comes and, and offers them, him a job, especially in the Championship, because we've seen you know, what he can do. He's got us promoted, albeit, OK, we, we probably should have gone up with the team we had. And we, to be fair, we shouldn't have gone down with the team we had. Um, but, yeah, like I say, it's, it's brilliant for him and I love him to bits. And he obviously released his statement today saying that he'll be a Watford FC fan forever, which just melts my heart that little bit more. Um, but yeah, I think he's done. He's done extremely well for himself
1: and given himself a good name. Yeah, you lot. By the way, you know how like, on Twitter everyone says, oh, "I don't want another unknown appointment." Jokanovic, Gracia, Munoz. What have they done for our club? Other. Compared to like someone we know we some people have heard of Kike Sanchez Prize. Alright, got us to a semi final, which is fucking impressive and got us thirteenth in the league, was it? Yeah, but that looks that sounds a lot worse season. than it
0: was. It was a lot better than that.
1: It was it was good the first season. Oh it was the first season, season. I think. We know that. we know what the second how that ended. It started with a two all draw and then eight 0 against City and we'd heard of him. Yeah. Marco Silva, we'd heard of. Look how that ended. And then the manager we didn't know about. We didn't, we knew about Oscar Garcia. Okay, that, he had a bit of a heart issue and wasn't really manager. But when he did manage, it wasn't particularly great. Mm. He didn't do much for us. But then the ones we didn't know. Jokanovic got us promoted playing some of the best football I've ever seen. Javi Gracia is the only manager you can utter in the same breath as Graham Taylor in terms of what he achieved in the time span. He's the only other manager who gets to a cup final. Yes, it, fu- it went fucking up the wall. But he still got us to... A- he no, gave I, us
0: that experience. He gave us the ability to say that we are FA Cup runners-up runners for that year. Exactly. And gave us the day out and gave us the experience and was likeable. I think being likeable is the biggest thing. Obviously, results of the style of football are as well. But being likeable is a massive part of whether you keep a job or not at what Have you got both?
1: He had the tactics and he had the... Um, likeability. Likability, And that's why I take him back in a heartbeat. But that's, that's you take amazing. him back? Fair. I take Javi back in a heartbeat. Yes, he got found out towards the end, but there's... It's two sides to every corner and either he'd adapt his tactics better this time because he's got experience of the league, or he'd get better usage out of the players what about, that we have. What about
0: Kike Sanchez Forest? Not no, let me change that. Not him coming back, but we had him back and look how that went.
1: I was about to say, like if we have him out for a third day, I'm jumping out your window. <laughs> not <laughs> no, again. You know what I league. meant? You know what I mean? But how, how that one went badly, so why have you aggressive Why would that be good? The difference with Kike is his tactics weren't great from the start. If you actually look at how well we played under Javi, we got every player involved. Like, Decore Capu, phenomenal. Delafeu is the best player I've seen in a Watford show. Obviously, I'm only 18, so I haven't seen the Blissets, the Barnes. He was better than what Graham was. He was better than Prime Dini. Like, Delafeu, ability-wise, is the best player I've seen. Again, I'd take him back in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. I know a lot of people wouldn't. I but would. I would, in a heartbeat. He even got Will Hughes playing well at right mid. Like, that shouldn't be allowed. That's an achievement in itself. He got Craig Cathcart and Adrian Mariappa looking like a solid centre-half pairing. And he got a 34-year-old Jose bass as the best left-back in the league for a period of time. He got us to the top of the league after four games, including a spirited comeback against Spurs. Like, we were really good under having it was the way he managed to get people believing in him and then could do these complicated tactics... I've never seen Roberto Pereira play so well. He hasn't played, he didn't really play as well as that before, and he definitely didn't play as well after in a Watford shirt. He, has, he had his best form under Javi. It was just the way that he was also very likeable, like he was endearing, he had a good character towards the fans. We were able, we were able to beat the teams that we, shouldn't, we, we, we weren't usually going to beat. Like, we, we beat Brighton on the opening day. We went to Burnley and win, where we usually lose. We usually get turned over by their physical style of play. Palace we beat. We don't usually beat we usually draw to Palace at home, don't we? We Hmm. beat them 2-1. I think Pereira and Holobas scored. Obviously Holobas is a bit of a fluke. We beat Spurs at home. We don't do that. We usually lose last minute to Spurs. And then and that's and the reason it wouldn't go so well is because Kika had two players. He had Dini and he had Egallo. He had Gomez and Garo who saved him a lot, and he had Capu who it was alright. We don't Kapo's like, but he was better as soon as Kike left. I think he was being held back. Yeah. We had Berghouse, who know, he never got a chance. We yeah. had Gerardo who statistically wasn't great but offered something. We had Britos, no, who yeah. knock out murderer aside, wasn't particularly brilliant. He was mm. very ropey. We actually had a we had we had a championship level squad and we only had two brilliant strikers who managed to pull us out of it. Yeah. Like I think, Javi coming back would have, would be the best scenario. But I think we know who's coming in anyway. But we do, we
0: do. Moving on to that swiftly, um, we have news that Claudio Ranieri. Um, Wait, he's to be. We don't know if he's. to be. It hasn't been confirmed, but Football Insider have um, said that have reported that Claudio Ranieri has agreed to, agreed to be Watford manager. Um, like I say, it's not confirmed yet. Luke. Leicester
1: won the league under him. We're gonna win Indeed. the league. Are we gonna win the league next season? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I wish. Oh, oh, oh I dream. Um, obviously, the dreams there. I'm on the fence with Kike. I'm oh, not Kike. Kike. Kike, yeah, nice. I've just been thinking about. Him, so that's why his name is. With Ranieri. I'm oh, on yeah. the fence with him. I said this in one of the group chats I'm in. I'm gonna say it now. Stint with Leicester was brilliant. He got the best out of Mares, Kante and Varney, But they had, they were players before that anyway. Like. They just need a sign to unlock it in them. And then from then, they've been phenomenal. We've got Itibo slash Ysoko to play the Kante role. We've got Joao to play the silky winger. Obviously, Joao will be on the other side if he does play on the wing. It'll be Saar on that right side, who yeah. offers the pace and the electricity on that side. And then we've got Dennis, who offers the pace of and the electricity in behind a Jamie Vardy. We've got players that he can build a style around. The counter-argument to that is... What happened at Fulham? Yeah, got them relegated. Exactly. And my question, I saw this on Twitter, which is what I'm gonna bring up here. He's 69 now. Does he have the mental aptitude for relegation dogfight to then maybe do something brilliant with us next season? Has he got the mental like stamina now as a manager to go, right, I've got this is my last chance in the Premier League? Have I got the season, or do I have to dig us out? And if he isn't promised a season, will he then be committed to the cause? Like, do you think? Yeah, I think that's.
0: It's always been a concern whether the amount of time that a manager gets, whether that you know managers. I know I well being a new manager, or well, what I would be, I would probably wouldn't care. But when you're an established manager like Renier, I think it's fair to say he's established. Um, you kind of want that guarantee of time because you need to know what the plan is. If, you, if you're if you coming in and you don't know how long you've got here, and it could be a month, it could be two months, or it could be two years, do you know what I mean? You never really know with Watford. So if they could come to some sort of guarantee, that would help. That would help massively for area, I could imagine.
1: They would give him, it would give him the chance to properly imprint a squad mentality. Obviously, he's got the two weeks of the international break, but we we have to know by this stage that's naive to think that'll make all the difference. It won't. No. He's a good coach. But it doesn't take two weeks to imprint a style. It takes two weeks to imprint a bounce and motivation which can get us through Liverpool, Everton and Southampton. And by that time, if we're sharp in training, we'll get us a tactics required. We could beat Arsenal, I think. I think we could do over Arsenal tactically. I don't think Arteta's all that. And if Ranieri is up to the up to his best. you know up to his very best, we can beat Arsenal. Then we get turned over by United, Chelsea and City. But Again, if Ranieri's is up to his best, Leicester have proven that they can be beaten. We could do Leicester.
0: Yeah, I was I was going to talk to you about the upcoming games just finally um, before we wrap it up, and I was going to talk to you about our our upcoming games because we've got a t- to say we've got a tough running is is uh, it's an understatement. We've got a really difficult running coming up um, November, well October and November. Um, I'm going to read you through them, and I want you to tell me after I read each game, right, can we just assume that is in charge for this? Right, let's assume is in charge. Because that seems to be, the odd the bookies are saying that it's going to be him. Um, you know, the bookies apparently agreed to come and manage us. It looks like it's going to be him on paper so far. So, we'll go off Ranieri. Watford versus Liverpool.
1: Win, lose, draw. My heart says, oh, oh, and I want to say Watford win, obviously, but we're going to lose. We're going to lose. We'll we're go going off. to lose. It's a it's the, it's the surefire decision, like, Liverpool are back to their best. They've got, you know, they've got Salah, they've got Jota, Trent's amazing. Van Dyke will just not have any of our shit. I, I, think, he'll put, I think he'll bully Josh King. That's not not to say Josh King won't give him a fight, but I just think, you know, he'd he, he need to target Matip, who isn't exactly the smallest bloke either. But like, we need to hope for an injury in training to one of their centre-backs in order to have a chance, because the only reason we beat them last time. There's a bit of sar magic in the fact that they had Dayan Lovren, which means Van Dijk had to do two jobs at once yeah. and didn't have the backing of his fullbacks at all. So yeah. I think I think we're gonna I think we're gonna score and I think Josh King will score in that game. I said it every game though, and it's not worked yet. But I do I do think he'll break his goal scoring duck against Liverpool, and it'll be because of a weak fullback and he'll just slip in and score a tapping or something. Face. But it will be oh, yeah, it will be in a six-one defeat or something like heavy. <laughs> it will be heavy, but that's because it's Liverpool and not because of our tactics. All I right. think that that will be something Ranieri can't really prevent, as opposed to something he can prevent. Yeah, Everton away. Away. It's we scary. actually have we actually have a decent record away. I'm thinking like we lost. Okay, one-nil loss.
0: Two 0 to Brighton.
1: No, but I'm thinking away to Everton. We had the one oh, 0 loss, didn't we oh, last we didn't season. Run
0: the season? Yeah.
1: Um, we had the two all. We've had a We've had a couple of two alls. I don't think we'll win. I can see us whipping a draw out. I think Andrew Townsend scores in that game because he's been brilliant this he's season. Been really good this season. We had Demari Gray assist for me to shove my words about him right down my throat because yeah. I I don't I didn't rate him before but he's turned brilliant. Yeah. Um, I I think Richardson gets sent off. Just to make us happy, yeah. that's, a, that's a feel-good feeling. But I, to, I think we draw against Everton. Obviously, a little bit optimistic, considering the run of form run, but that will be a game Ranieri gets his teeth into. and yeah. really prove how good we can be. Southampton at home. I think we'll win this. I uh, actually think we beat Southampton. I think we'll beat Southampton. Um, Hassanut was not it for me. I think Ranieri will have him. Reckon. I, don't, I, I think that's more down to Manning, because our squads are around the same. And Ward-Prowse is suspended. And that is a big factor. He got a straight red to the against three. Chelsea, so it'll be a three-match ban. Oh. Massive, massive. Oh, I hope it's three, please, God. Just give us, give us a three-match ban for their captain and only set piece take off. Is
0: it white like that, or we, cause I...
1: It would have been one because it was a, It wouldn't have been any because it was only a yellow card, but it's a red card challenge. So I it's think a straight, straight red. It's a straight red, so it'll be two or three.
0: But is it different because it's violent conduct? Because if he'd elbowed somebody. That's a three match. Bad. That's longer than three. Usually, it's four. I think
1: eight. Really? Up to th- it's up to. I don't know. We'll it's find three out. Or more.
0: You e- lot either way. Us. Either way, even if he has James ward I reckon we've got a better squad. Is that
1: fair? Similar. Nice. No, similar. 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 Like, yeah, I'll have, go similar. They have some players that have really Romento I think is Livermore has been really good this Um year. They've got a couple like eli nussie's turned the corner after his yeah. Celtic loan spell, and there's a couple of others that look really good. But I still think Sar can do damage. King, Dennis, Cucho. If we play with the 4-4-2 that I think we're going to go with, we've got that as our front four. Hmm. And then she'll be able to come on off the bench to start with, and I think he'll be embedded more into the squad. I think I think we're going to be all right. You know, I think we'll beat Southampton, and then we've got the death run, isn't it, I think, after that.
0: Yeah, so we've got... I'll just skim through these. We won't do a win-loss draw. We've got Arsenal away. Win.
1: I actually think we win that one, just a heads us. up.
0: Fair. Man United at home. Leicester away. Said we win that. Chelsea at home. Uh, City at home. Brentford away. And then Burnley. But then, but then it gets into that December run where it's, uh, it's chock a block with fixtures. But the, the what I do want to ask you, Luke, the main question I think here will we stay up this season? Just. Just.
1: I think. Will it go to the last day? I think we'll be safe before the last day. I, I don't want us to be coming down to the last day because we've got City I think or Chelsea. We've got ridiculous. We've got sh- one of those. We've got one of those two on the last day, and I just I don't want it to be coming che- down to the last day. Chelsea, away, Chelsea away, away on the last day. Yeah, we can't let it go down to the last day. I think we'll be. And safe. We've got
0: Leicester the second to last day. I think
1: we'll be safe with three or four games to go, and I, I know, know we said that last time and we went down, but there are worse teams than us. There's Newcastle Norwich down. No two ways about it, they're down. Even though they got a point yes against Burnley, they're down. That's one of the only points they'll get this season. I think Burnley are down. I don't think they're good enough anymore. Sean Dyche is a fantastic manager. I just don't think that he's got it in I don't think they've got it in them anymore. The backing that they've had from their owners, I think they're down. I thought Southampton initially, I've since retracted that. I also thought Palace, but I've actually seen Vieira and he's actually a really good manager now. Although we've actually sacked more managers and Will Hughes had minutes on the pitch, which I think is beautiful. Um it was Newcastle, I think, is the other one to go down. Less Steve is Lee's. I think they're they're in trouble. Yeah. The fact that they miss Citizen Joe Linton still playing, I I think they're in trouble. First fair play. So I think we're we're teetering on a knife edge. I think one injury, and we're in big a trouble. One. one injury to an attack to anyone, we're in trouble. Because either it means Cleverley's issuing for a start, or Gosling's eschewing for a start in midfield, Cathcart's issuing for start in defence, or we lap. Or if it's Saar or Dennis, we're in massive trouble because yeah. we rely on those two going forward. I think Kucho can do a job, but I'm getting flashbacks to Stoke where he wasn't actually that influential and missed a yeah. couple of chances. Like he's very. Inconsistent. I think we're in trouble if we get one injury. We can deal with a Tebow as an injury because we've got a bit of depth. We're in big trouble if we get another one. First, first, well, I think, I agree. I think we'll stay up just,
0: but like you say, injuries can can divert the course of the asteroid. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, and like you say, an injury could lead that asteroid to head straight towards Earth. Yeah, our dinosaur at the back and all. (laughs) We will see. We will see. Guys, I hope you have enjoyed this podcast. If you have, make sure to leave a like if you're watching it on YouTube. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast from, make sure to leave it a good rating. Um, It's massively appreciated. It is massive. It is massively appreciated and it massively helps us out too. Um, Subscribe if you haven't done so, both on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and on YouTube. Um, And we will catch you next time. See ya.